And my name is Billy. I'm 10 years old. And why is Jesus better than anything else? And because he always helps you in problems. Being a kid isn't easy. You know you're supposed to be good, and sometimes you feel like you're doing a great job. But then the next minute, you do something wrong again. That's why we need Jesus, and to remember the good news of the gospel every day. Not just the part about when Jesus came to earth, but God's rescue plan from before he even created the world, and the hope of living with him forever, so that we can see through every story in the Bible why Jesus is better than anything else, and why he wants you to join him. Boys and girls, welcome to another episode of the Jesus is Better podcast. I'm Alicia Yoder, and I'm so glad that we get to walk with Jesus every single day and get to know him better. Aren't you? Because the more we get to know him, the more we can be filled with his faith, hope, love, and hear the things he wants to speak into our thoughts. Last week, we talked about how God chose David to be the next king because of what was inside David's heart, and how David went to fight Goliath because Goliath had made fun of his God. God used David's stone to defeat Goliath, and King Saul was amazed. As soon as David finished speaking to Saul, Saul's son Jonathan became one in spirit with David and loved him as a closest friend. Jonathan gave David his special things, his robe, shirt, sword, bow, and belt. Now Saul made David stay with him instead of letting him go back and forth to his father's sheep. Whatever job Saul gave David to do, he did it so well that Saul gave him a high rank in his army, which made the people and Saul's officers happy. When the army was returning home after David killed Goliath, the women came out to meet King Saul with singing and dancing and music. They sang, Saul has killed thousands, but David has killed tens of thousands. This made Saul annoyed and angry. He said to himself, Everybody thinks David is so great. What more can he get but my kingdom? And he watched David with a jealous eye. The next day, when the evil spirit came on Saul, David was playing the harp as he usually did. Saul threw his spear at David, wanting to pin him to the wall, but David got out of the way twice. Saul was also afraid of David because the Lord was with David, but had left Saul. So he sent David away to command a thousand men in the army. And David did well in everything he tried because God was with him. That made Saul afraid of David, but all the Israelites loved David because he was a great leader. So Saul said to David, You can marry my daughter Merib if you keep fighting these battles of the Lord. But in his mind, he was thinking, I won't need to kill David. 
because the Philistines will. David said, I'm not important enough to be the king's son-in-law. And when it was time for Merib to marry David, Saul gave her to another man. Saul's other daughter, Michael, was in love with David. And when Saul found out, he was happy. I will let her marry him so that she can be a trap for him and the Philistines can still get him, he thought. So Saul said to David, You have another chance to be my son-in-law. He told his servants to tell David that he was pleased with him and that everyone liked him. But David said, This isn't a little thing. I'm only poor and not well known. Saul told his servants to tell David, Your gift to the marriage will be to kill a hundred Philistines, because he wanted David to be killed by them. David thought this gift was a good idea, so he took his men and killed two hundred Philistines. So Saul gave him his daughter Michael in marriage. But when Saul realized that Michael really did love David and that the Lord was with him, he became even more afraid and was David's enemy all his days. And David kept becoming more well-known because he was the most successful of all of Saul's officers in the army. Saul told his son Jonathan and the servants to kill David. But Jonathan warned David, saying, My father's trying to kill you. Go hide, and I will go out with my father in the field where you're hiding. I'll talk to him about you. So the next day, Jonathan said to Saul, Don't do anything to your servant David. He hasn't done anything against you and has brought good things to you. He risked his life to kill Goliath, and God brought great victory for all of Israel. So why would you want to kill a man like David for no reason? Saul listened to Jonathan and promised, As surely as God lives, David won't be put to death. So Jonathan called to David and told him about the whole conversation and brought him back to Saul. When war broke out, David went to fight the Philistines and fought so hard that they ran away from him. But later, an evil spirit came on Saul when he was sitting in his house. David was playing the harp and Saul threw his spear at him again. David jumped out of the way and the spear stuck into the wall. That night, David prepared to escape. Saul sent men to David's house that night to watch it and kill him in the morning. But Michael, David's wife, said, If you don't run tonight, tomorrow you'll be killed. So Michael helped David escape through a window and put an idol in David's bed with a blanket and goat's hair on top. When Saul sent his men, Michael said, David is sick. But Saul sent the men back, saying, Bring him up to me in his bed so I can kill him. When the men got there, they saw that it was an idol in the bed. Saul said to Michael, 
Why did you trick me so that my enemy escaped? Michael said, He told me, Let me get away. Why should I kill you? Meanwhile, David went to Samuel at Ramah and told him all that Saul had done to him. He and Samuel went to Naoth. But Saul found out that he was there and sent men to capture him. But when they saw a group of prophets prophesying with Samuel as their leader, the Spirit of God came on Saul's men, and they started prophesying. Saul sent more men, but they prophesied too. So he sent men a third time, and the same thing happened. Finally he went himself, but the Spirit of God came even on him, and he prophesied in Samuel's presence laying down all day and night. And people said, Is Saul a prophet too? David fled and went to Jonathan, saying, What have I done? Why does your father keep trying to kill me? No, Jonathan replied, You aren't going to die. My father tells me everything he's going to do. So why would he keep this from me? But David said, I promise your father knows you like me and has decided to keep it from you. As surely as the Lord lives, there is only one step between me and death. Jonathan said, I'll do whatever you want me to do. So David said, Tomorrow is the new moon festival, and I'm supposed to eat with the king. I'll go hide in the field for two days, and if your father asks about me, tell him. David asked if he could hurry to Bethlehem to offer a sacrifice with his whole clan. If he says, oh, okay, then I will be safe. But if he gets angry, know that he wants to harm me. Remember, we made this covenant of friendship, so if I'm guilty, just kill me yourself Don't hand me over to your father. Never, Jonathan said. Wouldn't I tell you if I thought my father wanted to hurt you? They went out to the field together, and Jonathan said, By the Lord God of Israel, I will find out how my father feels about you and send you word. If he wants to hurt you, I will send you away safely. May the Lord be with you, as he's been with my father. And show me the Lord's kindness as long as I live, so I won't be killed. And be kind to my family, even when the Lord has helped you defeat all your enemies. So they made a covenant promise together. And Jonathan said, In two days I will come out to the place where you hid before and shoot three arrows, pretending to shoot at a target. If I tell the boy getting my arrows, look, the arrows are on this side of you, bring them here, then you will know you are safe. But if I say to the boy, look, the arrows are beyond you, then you must go because God has sent you away. So David hid in the field. At the festival, Jonathan and Abner sat by the king, but David's place was empty. Saul said nothing that day thinking David was unclean for the festival. But the next day, when David's seat was empty again, Saul said to Jonathan, 
Why hasn't David come to the meal yesterday or today? Jonathan answered, David asked if he could go to Bethlehem because his brother told him to come for a sacrifice. Saul's anger flared up at Jonathan and he said, You son of an evil woman, I know you have joined with David. You should be ashamed because as long as he's alive, you will never be king. Now bring him to me, for he must die. Why should he be killed? What has he done? Jonathan said. But Saul hurled his spear at him to kill him. So Jonathan knew Saul planned to kill David. Jonathan got up too angry to eat because his father hated David. In the morning, Jonathan took a boy to shoot arrows and shot an arrow past him. When the boy went to pick it up, Jonathan said, Isn't the arrow farther? Hurry, go quickly and don't stop. The boy brought back the arrow and Jonathan sent him back to town with his weapons. Then David came out and bowed before Jonathan and they wept together. Jonathan said, Go in peace, for we have made a covenant promise of friendship. And David left while Jonathan went back to town. Have you ever felt like nothing is going your way? Like everything you try doesn't work and no one seems to be helping you? David had to jump out of the way of Saul's spears, escape from a window, and now he was on the run hiding from Saul's threats of death. Was all this happening because he was disobeying God? Nope. Sometimes hard things happen because other people are disobeying God or because Satan and his demons want us to get scared and fail to follow where God is leading us. David had to run away because Saul was trying to hold on to his own kingdom even though God had told him it wouldn't last. The more David succeeded in battle and all his other jobs, the more Saul was fearful, angry, and willing to do anything that made him feel like he was the one in control. He couldn't understand how his son Jonathan could love David when he wanted Jonathan to be the next king. But Jonathan saw all the ways God was helping the Israelites through David and chose to bless his victories instead of wanting to have just as many. He valued David's friendship over being better than him. Even though David knew he had been anointed king, he didn't try to kill Saul. He would wait try to stay alive, and keep serving the Israelites without having the special title of king yet. Satan and his forces hate it when you follow Jesus, obeying God's ways and trusting that Jesus is faithful and powerful. They can't stand it when you're not afraid of where God takes you next, and especially when you look for ways to be a friend to others helping them to trust Jesus too, and also celebrating the times when they seem to do well in a friendship or at school or in church. On the other hand, if you're only focused on trying to make everything go your way, 
going to the places you want to go, being with the friends you want to play with, and playing the games with your siblings that you want to play, you might miss out on the blessings Jesus wants to bring to you and the way he wants to show his love through you. When you're not talking with Jesus about your desires and plans, telling him what you're feeling inside your heart, you also might miss out on the friendship he wants to have with you and the ideas he wants to put in your head to guide you. Instead, you might feel angry or scared or only care about yourself. But as you keep saying, Jesus, I trust you, when others seem to be following you or when you're the one helping someone else, then Jesus is free to use your life and the lives of all your friends and family around you together to make his name great and pull more people into his love. And he can give you the wisdom to know what to do in each new day and enjoy the plans he has for you, no matter how young or old you are. Let's pray. Jesus, we want to live in your joy and keep trusting you whether things are happening the way we want them to or not. Thank you for sending your spirit to live in us and for being a friend who is always ready to help. We love you. Amen. All right, friends, I'll see you next time.